This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Glad to be with you this morning. Coming up this hour, we hear the stories of those who have lost their spouse to COVID-19 and how they're turning to each other for support. Plus, the creators of a new podcast that tells previously untold stories of Chicago's queer history will join the program. The first school mask mandates in Illinois ended yesterday. But here in Chicago, the state's largest school district, students and staff are still required to wear masks. What's the rationale behind the city's mask mandate? That's what a lot of parents are asking. And here with the latest is WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp. Hey, Sarah. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. Great to have you back with us. Uh, Can you bring us up to speed on the mask mandates? Well, I guess the, the biggest thing that I can say is that there's still a mask mandate in Chicago public schools. Um, in fact, when the state Supreme Court ruled that the, the Pritzker's mask mandate couldn't stand and Pritzker then lifted, lifted it, within an hour or so, um, Chicago public schools sent an email to all parents saying, not here, not us. Mm-hmm. So we um, we still have a mask mandate. And, you know, I, I think there have been some... Students, um, you know, with the blessings of their parents challenging it in in some schools, and that's sort of interesting. But um, for the most part, there's not been all that much blowback to the the mask mandate in Chicago public schools. You uh, attended a Chicago Board of Education meeting last week. Let's take a listen to what Board of Ed member Elizabeth Todd Breland had to say. The vaccination rates across our communities are incredibly disparate. Yes, on average, the city may be over 50%, but there are some communities who have much lower levels of vaccination, and that's true for our students and our school communities as well. We have schools where vaccination rates for our children is in the single digits. So I just think it's important, um, and I appreciate the fact that we are going to document, codify, and continue the protections that we have in place for our our young people. And, And to just be also very clear, about who has been most impacted by this pandemic. And disproportionately, that has been black, brown, and low-income communities. And those are the communities that CPS serves. Did most of the board members share this view, Sarah? You know, it seemed like they did. They definitely didn't um, argue with her. I do think that the board president, um, Miguel Devalier, did mention that he does think that the mask mandate will eventually be lifted. I mean, I guess that's that's um, that's true. We're not going to, you know, have a, a mask mandate indefinitely. But it sounded like he was suggesting that he thought that that should happen maybe this school year. And um, Pedro Martinez, the head of Chicago Public Schools, actually said that that he would like to lift it this school year. But they didn't really put a time stamp on that. What about parents at last week's board meeting? Did they speak up? Yes. So there were a number of parents, um, you know, I didn't exactly count, but I would put it at more than a dozen parents who showed up um, during the public comments and said that they actually did not want the mask mandate and they didn't, they wanted masks to be optional. And, you know, they were arguing several things, you know, including that the social um, development of children is being hampered by forcing them to wear masks, especially young children. So there were, many, there were several very passionate voices of people saying that they, that they um, you know, did not support the mask mandate. But I will say that, you know, 
for example, they have a they have a petition going. The the people who who want mask the mask mandate lifted, and it's got a couple hundred signatures. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you imagine in a school district of three hundred thousand kids, a couple hundred signatures does not seem like a huge groundswell. So, you know, I I think that even though they were out in force at the board of ed meeting, I don't you know get the sense that there's like a huge um you know, a huge amount of people that are that are really passionate about this particular issue. Yeah, at least 94% of all Illinois school districts are now mask optional. And that's according to the Illinois Association of School Administrators. So I, I know you mentioned CEO Pedro Martinez saying that, you know, he wants to get to dropping masks by the end of the school year. Uh, but what is CPS's rationale for continuing the mandate, at least for now? Well, it's several things. I mean, one top thing that that many people talk about, and you heard um, Elizabeth Tabrilin speaking about, is that vaccinations are not um, as widespread as they'd like of children, and that in some schools, there's actually very low vaccination rates. So given that, the only thing that's really protecting kids from the spread is, is a mask. So the last data that we had, which was... Um, from January 18th, and we we've actually asked for more updated data, shows that there's some schools where 15% of kids were fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. um, and then there's other schools where like 85% were fully vaccinated. But you know the the range is so much, and you know then then, then there's communities, and a lot of times those are the same communities where there's low vaccination rates, where COVID-19 has really hit hard, very hard. The, the, those neighborhoods have experienced a lot of deaths. They've experienced, you know, high infection rates during surges. And people are just still very nervous to say, okay, if we lose masks and then we come up with another another surge of another variant, yeah. then people are going to be very reticent to go back to masking. And so I think they just want to kind of give it a little time. We heard Elizabeth mention this on the tape, but some activists are concerned that minority communities are going to be hit the hardest if school mask mandates are lifted, Sarah. So is there any data to actually support that? Well, there's not exactly data to there's data to support the fact that COVID-19 has hit, um, you know, neighborhoods, Latino neighborhoods, African-American neighborhoods more than than, you know, white neighborhoods or um, Asian neighborhoods. And and part of that is just, you know, there's a million factors, but part of that has has to do right now with the the vaccination rates. I mean, the vaccination rates remain low, not just in the schools in some of those communities, but also in the communities, Mm -hmm. so among parents. And so, you know, there's not really much protecting the people from, from, getting COVID if, you know, should there be another variant and should it, you know, transmission become very high again. So, you know, I think people are very happy to see that the that the transmission is low right now, but they're just very nervous. Yeah, it sounds like parents are still very much split on this issue. Uh, and Tom DeVore, who's the lawyer behind the mask mandate lawsuits, who's now running for Illinois Attorney General, recently made an announcement. Is that right? Yeah, yes, he did. Um he said that he's going to sue CPS, you know, to to try to say that 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 the school district needs to lift its mask mandate and you know, maybe that will be successful cuz look he's been successful before. Um you know, so so that could be and I, I I'll say so you know, there were some parents, I think between 6 and 8 parents 
that were um, involved in the original lawsuit. They were plaintiffs in that law, their, in that lawsuit, and they did send. And some of those people were sending their kids or have been sending their kids to schools without masks. And I, I'm not a thousand percent sure what's happening to those kids. Though originally I did hear that those those children were being given remote learning mm-hmm. and put you know put in separate classes and um, you know put in front of computers. And so, you know, I don't know if that's still happening, but there. In, in some schools, the um, anti-mask mandate is, is a lot stronger than in others. Yeah. And so, you know. Interesting to see how that plays out. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've been discussing school mask mandates with WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp. Thank you for the update, Sarah. Thank you. Now we're going to hear from Nancy Griffin. She's a parent of two CPS students and the co-founder of the Chicago Parents Collective. That's a group that was formed in January 2021, advocating for data-driven responses to CPS's pandemic policy. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Thanks for having me, Sasha. So when your group formed a year ago, you were advocating for CPS to consider returning to in-person classes. Uh, Now you and other CPS parents are asking what COVID metrics are going to be used to end masking in schools. Talk to us more about your concerns, Nancy. Yeah, so I think since um, since we started in January of 2021, our big push has been to focus on the science, focus on the data, and follow what our health professionals are saying. So the CDC has released that, that Chicago is a green zone. Chicago can go mask optional as an entity, as a city. Pritzker has lifted the, the mask mandate for all Chicago schools, and Chicago public schools fits under the CDC and the green zone that we're in. So I think we're just really pushing to say the data and our health professionals are saying it is safe to have a mask optional policy. And the, the, the challenge is why is CPS not following that? And I, and I heard Sarah speaking before you Mm -hmm. um, and everyone's talking about vaccinations. The CDC, the center for disease control has not said anything about needing to have a vaccination mandate or a vaccination requirement in order to open schools. So why are we trying to create a new policy when our health professionals who spend their careers on this are saying it is safe to go mask optional? Mm -hmm. You know, when I think about going mask optional in in places like grocery stores or just out in public spaces, Nancy, uh, that's one thing. Uh, But when I think about the proximity of uh, our students in classrooms, that's what sort of gives me a little bit of pause. Did you have any concern about that at all? Just how close they have to be with each other all day long? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would counter that with the the um, number of children that are getting really severely ill from from COVID and and the death rates of children and comparing schools to the United Center that has just announced that they are going mask optional. So that will be grown adults in a very close quarters, shoulder to shoulder venue, mask with not necessarily with masks on. Um, that compared to kids in school feels like the a very different comparable. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh- Two-hour game versus like six hours in a classroom, I, I think there's a, a little bit of a difference there. But what sort of metrics would you like to see used moving forward? I, I, would, I would like to I, – I would like them to have a metric. Um, 
at this point, again, we are talking about the, there's no data that shows that the school spread is happening more significantly than it is happening um, in the community Mm -hmm. and the community rates are low. So if we're saying that, that CPS, if there was data to show that CPS is happening at a, a significantly increased rate versus the community at large, that would be one thing, but there is no data that is showing that. And I think that's the challenge. Why are we creating new metrics when our health officials have said that it is safe? Do you continue to feel like students' needs aren't coming first in Chicago public school decision-making? I I think that parent voice is not a part of this conversation. That's why we started our group in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that kids, particularly those with special needs, um, that really the mask is, is hindering a lot of what they truly need. And if they're, I think, I know there are a lot of parents with special needs kids who are doing speech therapy in school with masks on. That seems like if there isn't, if the health guidance is saying that they can take those masks off, they should be able to be given the option because I don't think anyone would argue that a kid with speech therapy should be able to take their mask off. Is that what you're hearing from parents at large? Do do they want school mask mandates to be removed? I I think to Sarah's point, I don't think it is all parents think one thing. Um, I think our point is that there is um, health guidance and, and there's a question of why there are over 850, I just looked at the numbers this morning, 850 school districts across Illinois have made it mask optional. You, you stated the number, 94% mm-hmm. of schools are mask optional. So I guess the question is, where is the data that is showing why CPS can't follow the same? Do you have any concerns that the teachers union has too much influence here in Chicago? I mean, I think the understanding of parents at this point is that the reason that CPS is keeping the mask mandate, since we we can't seem to uh, get any numbers that show that it is a significantly more risky place than anywhere else in Chicago, um, is that the CPS agreed to a safety agreement with the teachers union um, when they had a walkout earlier this year. And that safety agreement per CTU tweets goes through August of 2022. So we're at a point where our health officials are saying it is safe. Parents are asking for the option and the CPS and CTU have to negotiate. That's Nancy Griffin, who's co-founder of the Chicago Parents Collective. Thanks for joining us, Nancy. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.